From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, Season 4, Episode 4. Welcome back. I am joined by uh, the man, the myth, the legend, right? The Obi-Wan Kenobi of Texas High School Soccer, Mr. Papa Soccerites himself. Rafa, what's going on, buddy? Not much. Just coming here live from Del Rio. Del Rio. Aren't you in Del Rio the last episode we did? I think so. I think you were, right? Yeah. Good old Del Rio. Awesome. How's the weather over there right now? It's it was chilly last night. Um, just like I said, just your normal kind of west little border West Texas weather. But supposedly, I think on Thursday it's going to get to like eighty nine degrees. Yeah, yeah. Do we? I don't. Do we consider Del Rio West Texas? It's like on the fringes of. I don't. Yeah, Del Rio's kind of one of those. Is it more still? I don't know, man. Where do you put it? It's not south, but I know it gets mentioned to get it kind of gets lumped in with south. Doesn't yeah. get really ever mentioned with west. So I don't know. I don't know. Not that we're here to talk geography, but uh, happy to have everybody here and our good friend Harry Austin already giving us a little poke in the ribs here. So this is not a San Antonio soccer roundtable late start. This is a fashionably, <laughs> fashionably late uh, start here. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it's good. How are, how are things? I know you, you've been kind of all over the place, right? So tell us, uh, tell us what's going on. So yeah, just traveling here with work, <coughs> excuse me, work and been working in this area. Then tomorrow morning, I actually leave about 7.00 AM. I'm heading to Utopia, Texas mm-hmm. to be with some students there. And then once I head back to San Antonio really quick and then head off to, off to Marble Falls, and I'll be there Tuesday, and, and then after that, I'll be in the Waco area till yeah. Thursday. Utopia, awesome, good deal. And then, yeah, leave it to the uh, the guy from Colorado to try to tell us uh, where where places are in Texas, right? Good old Harry there. So awesome, man. So, and before I forget, again, let us tell us uh, we are brought to you, powered by our proud partners at NSR National Scouting Report. You can get more information on what they're doing on. Uh, on their, webs- on their website at nsr-inc.com. You can also find more information on what they're about on social media, on Twitter X, as we call it, and at NSR now, as well as on Instagram, at NSR underscore N-O-W. And again, their website, nsr-inc.com. All right, so hey, let's jump in. We are going to jump right in with, uh, we are joined by Coach Alexander Adams of the two-time defending Four A girls state champions, the Salina Lady Bobcats. Coach, welcome. Hey boys, how are we doing today? Hey man, we coach, are. We're doing great. Hey, we're doing great. Hey, you know, starting the podcast off with a, a, a question. You've got a bunch of teachers watching this thing. You know, you're you're going to get a whole lot of stuff off of Twitter and, and email and whatnot to write about their their theories about what Del Rio is now. So. You opened up that can of worms, just so you guys know. <laughs> I know. I I never know what to refer to it as because it's so inconsistent, right? And then, right. Uh, and then of course, naturally, we got a guy from Colorado here telling us where cities are in Texas. So that only <laughs> that just 
adds more fuel to the fire, of course. So awesome. So, um, coach, how are things? Yo, we're, we're, uh, every week, uh, our team's getting better and better. You know, we've, we've got a, a young team this year and, and it's exciting to see the, uh, the pr progress that the team's made. And, uh, you know, we're kind of got, uh, uh, our back line pretty solid, uh, you know, piece that's been in place for a while. So we've got a little bit of mix of, of the, the old and young and, and, uh, so far, you know, so far so good. We're, we're, uh, you know, keeping the, uh, the line towards where we want to be and, and hopefully it keeps going, uh, that way. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. So I know, um, I know it's been an it's been an interesting year for you guys this year, right? Because it hasn't been just the traditional last few years of just Salina just absolutely just demolishing everybody. But that said, you guys are playing a just a whole other level of schedule this year. Tell us tell us what that's been like. Yeah, you know, we really wanted to to go out and kind of see what um, you know what we could do. You know, I, I knew the team was going to be young this year, uh, but I, I also knew that. We have the leadership in place, you know, particularly Brooklyn Babb um, and uh, and McKenna uh, Brantley, the two uh, seniors that are going to be graduating this year that have been on the back line these last uh, uh, two years and then now this third year. And uh, I really wanted to see if uh, if we could be tested and, and survive it. And, you know, coming from in, in all, uh, you know, things perspective, uh, you know, a 4A school going out and playing some of these bigger uh, opponents and, Right. Hanging in there, you know, was uh, it was awesome, you know, yeah. that we that we had the talent to be able to do something, and we just had to continue to improve uh, throughout the season. And I think we're starting to see that that every week uh, we're we're improving, uh, you know, uh, so much on the uh, uh, offensive side to where at the beginning of the year it was definitely the defensive side and well, and I'd say it still is, you know, our, our strongest point, you know, that people are having a hard time scoring against us. You looked at uh, prosper had a hard time scoring against us. They only beat us one, nothing. Uh, grapevine uh, scored a, a, a literally last 20 seconds of the game goal to be able to, to beat us. So that, that was tied one-to-one -one almost through the whole, uh, the whole game and um, right. the quality team in Walnut Grove too, that, uh, uh, that we, um, you know, we tied one to one and, and lost in PKs in a tournament. So it's, it's been, a, it's been a definitely been a, a battle, but it was a battle that I think that we were ready to to take on. And a, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, our defense. That our defense has been really hard to to get scored yeah. on this year. Yeah, yeah, and you know, in speaking of your defense, right? Because we're obviously we're going to look at uh, we're going to look at four A region two here in a second while we have on while we have you on, but. Um, you talk about that defense, the back line, and then of course, the uh, the uh, player of yours, right? Great stud of yours, there, Manning, in between the pipes, there, Caitlin Gustafson. We know she recently uh, announced decommitting from her her original verbal commitment to uh, SFA. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there in terms of what you can speak, because we definitely, you know, she's been a big fan of the podcast. We've been big supporters of her as well, and in any way, shape, or form, because we know there's college coaches listening to this. And uh, that's that's going to be an unbelievable steal for some college program. Yeah, to have somebody like her talent still available right now, you know, in the last few months of the school year is kind of unheard of. You know that she's uh, definitely capable of of jumping into just about any uh, Division One program here in the United States and and holding her own. She's right. uh, excellent keeper. 
I can't tell you the number of times that she's uh, stopped penalty kicks, and that's something that's not supposed to happen, and it happens all the time mm-hmm. with her. Um, her uh, IQ on the field is is remarkable. She not only knows how the goalkeeper position works, but also where the defense should, should be, uh, you know, where a midfielder should be in, in certain places, and uh, is somebody that, uh, you know, is, is really a – a diamond in the rough here. And, and I, I really hope that she's able to find her, uh, her home, you know, unfortunately, as you guys know, what happens whenever uh, colleges change head coaches, it uh, sometimes the, uh, uh, the new uh, regime uh, maybe just isn't the right fit for the, uh, the player. And, right. and they've got to make that tough decision as a, uh, you know, with both her and her family that, you know, is this the thing that we want to do? Cause it's, you know, it's a scary thing to, Correct. The last the last year, she's she's you yeah. know where she's going to go to school, and and that part of her life is was a exhale. You know, you didn't have to worry anymore. It was just let's enjoy this last year of, of college of uh, high school soccer, and then go on to college. And then all of a sudden, with the uh, the new regime over there at uh, SFA, it was uh, unfortunately um, you know her her family's decision and her to to go and try to. Uh, uh, tread the waters again but uh so far uh, you know as we as we all know that we had that big ecnl um tournament up here in dallas this week and uh my guess is she's probably getting some some looks uh with that and i also know that she's had uh, uh quite a few other coaches um that have reached out to her that are expressed interest in in uh having her come over to uh to there so my my guess is is that uh probably uh, within the next couple of months, and this is just me shooting from the hip. I don't know. You know, I can't speak on behalf of Caitlin, but uh, probably within the next couple of months that, that she'll uh, she'll definitely have a commitment uh, again with another school because she's just too she's just too dang good <laughs> to, yeah. to not be. Yeah, no, and and uh, I firmly believe you're kind of being humble with <laughs> in saying that. To be honest, because yeah, she's she's the real deal. And as we put it out there with her, we'll share this with you as well. There's anything we can do in support of uh, in support of her as well. Just you know, just let us know because we definitely want to do um, everything we can to find a, find her a home in terms of a, just such an outstanding goalkeeper, but just an amazing leader on your team that you've had in your program for four years now. So, um, so yeah definitely here, uh, here to help out in any way we can coach. Um, as we transition here, coach, we start, we're going to look at, uh, you know, so while we have you here, we're going to go ahead and look at 4A region two. One of the things we wanted to look at is we're going to naturally start with your district, district 11, and kind of give us the lay of the land, I guess, if you will, your thoughts of uh, region two for 4A B with your district and beyond your district. Uh, we'll start with my district. You know, in my opinion, uh, well, is right now the way that the standings are, the top four teams are us, Anna, uh, Aubrey, and uh, Panther Creek. And um, really, over the next, uh, over this this next week, we play both um, Aubrey and Panther Creek. Mm-hmm. So two out of the three teams um, we'll, uh, we'll face this week. And at least for us, that'll give us a good idea of, um, of where we should be because if we've, we've already beat Anna and if we're able to win these two games, um, then we haven't necessarily locked it up, but should finish at least no, no worse than second, uh, after this week, if we're lucky enough to, to beat these yeah. uh, two teams and, um, Anna's a tough team and as, even uh, 
you know, when we've looked like we're we're the world beaters and has always played us the toughest, you know, you look back that uh, it's never a gimme with uh, with them. Uh, they've got a coach over there um, that uh, uh, you know does his homework and and really tries to find a way to to beat us. And I know he's probably uh, you know thinking about uh, that game, you know, right now that uh, this is something that you know he's about to move his team up to five A and. That's kind of been one of the thorns in the side is that uh, being able to to beat our program. So I know that that Anna is going to be um, you know a heck of a a battle for us. But yeah. um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you really look at uh, just the rankings and who all uh, you know has played quality teams and all that, and, and all the uh, region two that that really our district, it's kind of hard to to say that that our district isn't, in my opinion, the number one district in uh in region two and four a it just um the quality of teams i think being close to the dallas fort worth area obviously has a lot to do with um the quality uh being a little bit higher than a lot of the other uh districts around the uh the region and um you know just in my opinion uh it's the better it's the it's the better uh district out of um out of region two and if you look you know, the last two, three years, I mean, we've had, well, in the last three years, you've had, you know, somebody from our district, which is, which is, of course, a Salina, the, when we lost in the, the year before I got there, uh, lost to Midlow Heritage in the uh, state semifinal. You know, we've, our team's represented District 11 4A the last, uh, the last three years in uh, the state tournament. And, uh, you know, you rewind back even more that whenever Melissa was still in our district, I mean, we were playing uh, Melissa in the uh, the region final every year and Anna was right there. Uh, we played them in the region final, you know, uh, last year and, and they were in the uh, uh, the region uh, semifinal the last uh, two years as well. So it's it's kind of hard to, to argue and say that that we aren't the uh, the toughest uh, district in the region, in my in my opinion. Right. Yeah, and you know when you look at obviously we're waiting on Rafa to come back and join us, but one of the things I guess when you look around and and of course Aubrey, you know we switched to this new graphic and Aubrey's not pictured here in your district, but uh, one of the newer programs in uh, in all of uh, Texas high school soccer. But when you look around, right, you look at some of the other districts. What are you know some of the some of the programs that you see improving at the 4A level, maybe that you can highlight, uh, that you want to maybe play, pay some kudos to anyone in any other surrounding districts? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, it's 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 real easy for me because we play both the teams, and it's it's Bullard and and uh, Jacksonville. Those are definitely the, the two teams that uh, everybody, in my opinion, else in the uh, region uh, uh, region two has got to has got to worry about because they're uh, both, you know, quality programs and, and Bullard, they gave us a, uh, they gave us a, a pretty tough, uh, battle there. Uh, first half, whenever we were playing them, it, it was zero, zero at halftime. And we were lucky enough to, to come out and, and, uh, get a couple on them in the second half, but they really got a, uh, a team there that, uh, you know, can hang with just about anybody in, uh, Jacksonville's again, another team that out there that, uh, I feel that, uh, you know, can, can battle with the best of them throughout the region. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a tough, um, going to be a tough, uh, uh, battle for, for, uh, for those two. Cause I believe that those two guys will, uh, they'll end up, 
uh, running into each other before uh, before regionals in in the uh, playoffs. So uh, I'll be curious to see what uh, what happens there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rafa, I don't know. I know you can hear us. I don't know if you can come through now. You're having some some technical issues. Any questions, thoughts for Coach Adams? Nothing. No. <laughs> yeah, we're getting nothing there. Getting no audio. So I know you can hear us, but we're getting no audio in return there. So we'll let you continue to fix that. So, um, Coach, this has been great. Have really, you know, really loved having you here. Um, again, we, you know, we talked about wishing you the absolute best going forward. We, we know you're going to be in the conversation for sure uh, down the stretch, uh, closing out your district as well as the state playoffs. Um, I'll say it for you because I know you're not going to say it. So right, but um, and then of course we talked about. Caitlin Gustafson, uh, just to name a few, just one of the many talented athletes you, uh, student athletes you have there at Salina. Um, but also, um, you know, just again, we've talked about it hasn't been a prototypical year for you all because you, but when you look at your schedule on paper and you start to see, can't just look at results, can't just look at the record, but you see who you all have actually played. It's, you guys have been playing some of the big, some of the big boys, if you will, of, of the 6A world and not just you know, not just bear, not just happy to be there, but really truly competing with them every step of the way. They've been tight tight matches, as you mentioned. So, um, so yeah, wish you the absolute best. And before we let you go, uh, I know it's been a minute since we had you on here. Just kind of want to give you the opportunity. Shout outs, thank yous, anything you'd like to share. The floor is yours, Coach. Well, first shout out to you guys. You know, again, I always try to make sure to give props to uh, to you guys that, that being able to highlight uh, high school soccer here in Texas is. Uh, something that's really cool, and I hope uh, everybody out there on the, the internet really appreciates uh, what these guys are doing because it's remarkable. And uh, just want to say thanks to all the uh, the fans out there in Bobcat Nation, uh, all my athletes that uh, are putting in the work this year. It's been uh, a little bit harder road, but I, I really feel that uh, we're steering the course. And uh, of course, uh, thanks to my uh, my wife and kiddo Olivia for uh, you know putting up with me and and all these. Uh, uh, long nights this time of year, but uh, uh, hopefully we got a couple more uh, months ahead of uh, these long nights, and and uh, mm -hmm. and maybe uh, the end of April we'll come home with uh, uh, with another medal. So we'll see. Right. right. But now we we do know, right? We do know that you have San Antonio strong San Antonio ties, right? G given what you've told us from uh, your wife's side of the family, uh, when's uh, when's the next time you're going to be down in uh, this neck of the woods? Yeah, you know, it may it may be in, in Spring Break, so we may we may oh. be down that area. Yeah, going down to hang out. Yeah, uh, uh, get get some Bill Millers. I, 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 <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing better than a, a Bill Miller sweet tea. We all we all know that out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sweet tea is, and I'm not a I'm not a tea guy, and I can tell you it's good. Right, I'm not I'm not a sweet tea guy, but it's definitely very good. So, Coach, thank you again. He is Coach Alexander Adams, the head uh, head women's soccer coach of the two time defending. Uh, state champion, Salina Lady Bobcats. Coach, thank you again. Appreciate your time. Thank you, you guys. Have a good evening. Take care. All right. Looks like we got. Uh, looks like we got our, our. I got my partner in crime back. Rafa, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? There you are. Good deal. Good deal. Awesome. So, technical difficulties, right? That's always the occasional issue with when you have live programming. But uh, glad to have you back. Um, so we've had the 4A Region 2 graphic up here for a minute now. Uh, anyone else you kind of want to highlight before we move on to uh, to 5A Region 2? I know well, with the girls, like he mentioned about Anna being a contender, Bullard, and 
and even that, that tie they had with Panther Creek, which they're playing this on Tuesday. So Correct. they got some contenders there that can threaten their their three peat. And then I guess looking at also on the boys side, I'm sure the Salina boys also are looking to kind of equal what the girls have done the last couple of years, get back into the that you know state tournament. Um, like I said, there's some good teams on there, like that Kilgore team. Keep an eye on them. They they're they're going to be one to probably challenge them. And something like I said, you got a couple other ones there too, right. as well. Like Jacksonville, yeah. Mad- Madisonville. Like I said, they've mm-hmm. they've actually they beat Palestine. Like I said. That's the only Palestine's only district loss. And like I said, Palestine as well, too. So, so a lot of good yeah. contenders for the boys side. Yeah. You know, and you've had some uh, some strong, you know, some strong programs in here, too, that are kind of they're they're showing some serious consistency. Obviously, you know, District 16 and Pal- Palestine on the boys side uh, to name one and some other contenders, uh, some other teams, you know, that are starting to find themselves. You know, we talk about the. The Kilgores, you know, Kilgores of the world in here as well, just to name a few. Uh, but just wanted to give you a chance to see if there was anybody else you wanted to mention before. And, of course, we got our good friend, uh, Coach Tipton, over in District 13, Sulphur Springs. Both programs are very strong there. Uh, District 13, the uh, Sulphur Springs <clears throat> Wildcats. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just a, a, some sneaky good districts here in this region, I think. Um, so, and... For those of you that don't aren't as familiar with 4A, very easy to look past a lot of very strong programs and a lot of very good coaching that's happening in a lot of these districts as well. So, all right, so we'll go ahead, we'll move on. So, we'll go now, see if we can go over to changes over here to so 5A region two, and here we go. So 5A Region 2, go ahead, bring a little bit larger of a graphic here. So, again, we are switched. We have switched to our new graphics here in terms of the regions. So, in the event, the occasional one of the other, one of the new programs might occasionally be missed. We'll make sure we're efforting to make sure that we fix that. Um, but, yeah, uh, this makes it a little bit more pleasant to at least see compared to the gigantic PDF <laughs> that we're always trying to navigate. So, um, 5A Region 2, Coach, uh, thoughts? Anyone you want to highlight? Well, you have defending state champion Lone Star. Like I said, what can you say about them? They're looking forward to trying to defend their title. But like I said, you got Wakeland, Reedy. Like I said, that's pretty much one of the toughest districts. And I guess the District 9 is probably one of the toughest ones in the state for 5A. But then the one that doesn't get a lot of love is the District 10, the the other half of the first school schools. And so far you have had her, like Heritage and Centennial have been making some noise and mm-hmm. they may like they may have a little thing to say as far as who which first school team actually makes it makes it to to Georgetown. Right. But then you got some other teams, too, as well. And like I said, in the area. Um like I said, you got, you got Mount Pleasant. They've had a, some good squads in the past, a long view. Look at Corsicana. Uh, so, and then you got a couple, McKinney and Horth, keep an eye on them. Also, Lucas Lovejoy. That's, there's just some, some two, two right. teams that can sneak up in anybody. So, Region 2 for 5A, it's going to be very, very, like I said, you know, so it could, could be a certain, like I said, you could, could literally see some surprises on there. But like I said, it's very top heavy as far as some powerhouses in that region. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, completely agree. I think the you look at this one and it's just it's really easy to just really dial in on districts nine and ten, particularly district nine, because uh, history has shown recent history has shown that uh, district the winner of district nine is going to be a strong contender to make a run at the state tournament. Right. So. So rightfully so, they've earned uh, they've earned their stripes, if you will, when it comes to that. So the question will be is who will who will come out of these other remaining seven districts to challenge, you know, the maybe the top two or three that that'll come out of District Nine. So, all right, and then we're gonna go ahead. Uh, got one more here that we're going to navigate over to and make sure we can get it here. So we're gonna move over on to six A. And here we go. So, six A region two um, thoughts on this one, Coach. Um, it's kind of, like I said, there's a make there a mixture of different teams that can. I know region one pretty much kind of gets a lot of the, a lot of the attention, but you get right. some good teams also in region two. I mean, you're looking, you know, like like Garland Sasky, great team. Keep an eye on them. Uh, Mesquite and Mesquite Horn actually been making noise, even though Rockwell Heath has had kind of, you know, the attention the last couple of years. Uh, you also have Duncanville, as far as we're talking about boys' side right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Duncanville is another one. But then you're then you have your other half is the, is the Houston area teams, and you got some great Houston area teams like Klein, Klein Oak, um, and then your Side Falls teams too as well. Bridgeland, Bridgeland's another one. Uh, the Woodlands College Park, so it's 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 just another tough region here. But this time you got two two metro two uh, metropolitan areas that they're gonna collide, mm -hmm. uh, you know, here in the playoffs. And you're gonna say you're gonna have some Dallas versus Houston matchups, like yeah. in round two and three, and, and also into the regionals. Yeah, I was gonna say particularly at the six, given the nature of six A. This is a very intriguing uh, region for that very reason, which you just talked about, right? You have the the greater DFW and Houston metro areas uh, finding each other here in rounds, probably in what your area, regional quarterfinal rounds and, and forward. <clears throat> so you get some very intriguing matchups here. You know, when we look on the girls' side, right? You have Wiley, you know, uh, kind of bookended here. You have a pair of monsters here in District 9, Wiley East, District 16, Bridgeland, right? I feel like Wiley East has been Wiley East has been one of the most consistent programs probably over the last three to four years in 6A. And then and still building and trying to have that big breakthrough year in the playoffs, right? Bridgeland, we've talked about them before, and I know we'll talk about them more during the RPI, but seems like a program that a very consistent program that isn't isn't always necessarily getting uh, not the respect, but probably the the love that it should, right? Um, so, and then we look at you know District Fifteen, uh, the Klein, right? The Klein schools is that's kind of a that's kind of an interesting one. Is who's going to emerge from there? But yeah, I think the big piece here, the big takeaway, boys and girls side, is that you have you have the DFW metro area and the Greater Houston metro area that will be colliding here in your area regional quarterfinal rounds and and beyond yeah and you got like i said other teams like tombaugh memorial that's another team to kind of keep an eye out um uh, 
this is like they said, the, one of the two rare occasions, because like I said, Region 4 is kind of the same way too with mm-hmm. San Antonio and Austin, and then you have the kind of like the real Grand Valley. But this is, like I said, you have two, like I said, metropolitan areas that are going to be colliding in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes this one very unique. Right? When you're talking about programs, programs that size from areas that big. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so moving on. Uh, next one. So we've, you know, so we covered a little bit of region, you know, again, thanks to, in case you missed it, if you're just joining us, Coach Alexander Adams of the Salina Lady Bobcats joined us to talk a little bit about region two, talk about his district as well at the 4A level. Um, I think we've clearly established just that some of some great soccer is being, being played at the 4A level. And I think we see that in two phases, right? Is <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. You see that in two phases. Is one, you see the 4A, you see a lot of these strong 4A programs, they're putting themselves out there and they're challenging themselves. They're competing against very big, very strong traditional powers at the 5A and 6A level. And then the other thing you see, one thing that cannot be forgotten for those of you that aren't as familiar with 4A is we have some 3A programs and in some cases, some maybe 2A programs that they're playing at the 4A level, right? So kudos, you know, kudos to those programs as well. We know we have some coming in on the horizon in the next couple of years as well. Um, What are your thoughts on that, Coach? I think that just shows the growth of the, of the soccer programs all over the state. I mean, it's not like with football where you kind of need, I know you have need 11 players, but you have to have some death here. You know, you got at least have maybe close to like a team of 30 mm-hmm. to compete. But when it comes to high school soccer, you know, if you have at least 15, you know, that's enough players <laughs> to start a team, you know, either whether you're a 2A or 3A that's enough to start a varsity team and then and then end up building building the program from there you know you know once you're you know a lot of these towns are growing especially like i said in that region too north of dallas right you know you look at salinas kind of growing anna that he mentioned about anna moving up and um you know these were a few years ago town you know towns that were two a's three a's you know now they're they're growing and like i said they're adding like i said the popularity of the sport it's kind of catching on to uh, I think even you like you went to a playoff game for basketball for MacArthur um, at Luling, and Luling started a soccer team, and they're only a two way. So yeah, I know I know they're playing like kind of like a ro- little rogue schedule right now, and then I'm sure we're going to see them in four A next. You know, in the once they make the realignment for the for the four A soccer teams. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting being there at Luling uh, over the weekend. Great, uh, you know, great great facilities from what I got to see there too. So. All right, Coach, that's going to bring us up next to kind of our bread and butter here. We're going to bring on the so the latest edition, right, as of today, right, the RPIs, the Rafa Power Index for, um, I think our last one was end of the month, right? I think it was January 29th was our last one. And so the way these work, in case you're joining us for the first time, we're not familiar with the RPI ratings here. So the Rafa Power Index, kind of we look at it in a totally different light. It's looked at, Rafa himself compiles these through data, games watched, game reports, talking with coaches as well, film in some cases as well. Um, and then of course, just factoring in the the strength of the programs, the pedigree of the programs, the number of uh, returning letter winners that they have as well. So a number of factors, but this is not based on a 4A, 5A, 6A scale, or even on a regional scale. This is looked at across the state, regardless of classification, we try to put 
what is in theory maybe the top 15 pound for pound programs across the state uh, for both the boys and the girls. And then with an additional, the next five in that are kind of knocking on the door, strong programs, honorable mentions, if you will. So coach, go ahead, take us away with our, uh, let's look at our first five here in the latest edition of the girls RPI. Yeah. So this is tough, like I said, this is tough to kind of create a list. Like I said, it's not a separate, like you mentioned, four or five, eight, six, eight list. This is pound for pound. These are who I think, you know, doing the research and all that, you know, the best teams in the, in the state in regards to classification. So you look at the first five, uh, South Lake Curls, you know, like I said, what can you say about them? They're at 17 and 0. Uh, you would think they would have an off year losing a couple key players, but they're, they, they don't rebuild. They reload there. So I, I think they got something to prove. And I think they want they, they want to get that that championship back that they, they thought they should have gotten last year. Uh, another consistent team that's been making noise the last few years has been Wiley East. You know, Wiley East wants to get back to where it was last year, and and they're doing so. You know, they're in a tough district with their, you know, like I said, with, with their cross on rival Wiley, Wiley High. You know, that's always a good matchup for them. Uh, one that's really kind of creeped up, it, it's Frisco Wakeland. They're starting to kind of about get everything together. They're undefeated so far. Um, you know, the last few year, like last year was kind of a little disappointment, but this year, you can see that they're getting, starting to get the pieces together. And then what we mentioned about Bridgeland, Bridgeland, one of the top teams in Region 2 for 5A, uh, year in and year out. Um, so they're going to be challenging, challenging there as well. And then Colleyville Heritage, like I said, you know, like the background on them, like I said, they've always had one of the best soccer programs, you know, for the girls in the last few years. Um, a little yeah. setback there, a couple of ties, you know, and I noticed this from this go around, there was a lot of ties, you know, there, yeah. it just shows the competitiveness in district play. Like I said, a lot of these teams are already in the middle of district play. So like I said, and some of them are already starting round two. And when you get to district play, that's when you really kind of, kind of show your cards and, and you start game playing against teams that maybe are their favorite against you. And you, like yeah. I said, you, you got to take care of business when it comes to this. Right. And, you know, so we as we look at one through five here, South Lake Carroll right now, definitely, definitely looking like a team on a mission who also has a, I guess you could say maybe a chip on their shoulder from how things finished for them last year. Right. Looking extremely strong. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at two, three, four and five, Wiley East, Wakeland, Bridgeland, Colleyville Heritage, you know, Colleyville Heritage, just another program, just consistent, right? And, and I think you can make the argument for these five, and then you maybe add, um, I don't know, you can make the argument for two or three other programs in here, but you can easily make the argument that these top five that you have here, have in here right now in the RPI, may be the most, have been the most consistent girls programs over maybe the last three to four years. Right. So there's something to be said about that. Uh, and then you talk about the only the only, or two five A's in that group. Right. We talked mentioned Colleyville Heritage and, of course, Wakeland. Right. Frisco Wakeland. Um, so, yeah, back to that uh, that district that we talked about as well. So. All right, coach, let's go ahead. Let's look at six through ten. Yeah, six to ten. Like I said, you got actually a couple teams that are in the same district. You got Hebron at 13, one and two. And then you have Farmon at 10 and one who recently had a loss. Um, that district six is just, like I said, it's just brutal <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a playoff game. It's actually, to me, I kind of, it's like a regional final every game in that district. So, um, 
like I said, kind of pick your poison there as far as which teams could it, you know, contend against, you know, maybe a soft like Curly in region mm-hmm. one. Um, then you have, like I said, probably I think the best teams right now in, in the San Antonio area is San Antonio Johnson. They're at 12 and one. Um, recently you saw them play against um, Reagan and, and they lived up to, to, you know, to everything. They pretty much dominated that game and, uh, keep an eye on them on Region Four. You know, is this the year that they kind of, kind of break that Austin, that Austin Ron Rock curse? You know, that gets ends up. You know, one we've had the last couple of years go to the to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Could be the could they be the first San Antonio team that finally punches their ticket there? Uh, another great team is Allen, and Allen, like I said, great start, twelve one and one. And then the last year, pretty much one of the powerhouses the last few years, Midlothian, that they're at thirteen and two. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Hebron is Hebron. They're a, another consistent power. Um, Flower Mound as well. Um, it's just great, strong, solid programs getting it done at the 6A level. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, you mentioned at number eight, San Antonio Johnson. Think it. think you're going to be pretty hard pressed to f- get an argument from anybody right now that they may be the, they're just, they're looking the most informed uh, in program, right, on the girls' side. Uh, in here in the uh, in the two one zero in the greater San Antonio area, so would definitely agree with you there. And then Midlothian, right? We have Allen at nine, Midlothian at ten. Midlothian's kind of another one of those that just go in about their business. Yes, they may have two losses, but also doesn't seem quite like they're getting you know as much talk as you would think they would be. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what awaits them going forward in district play. All right, coach, let's round out our the last of our top fifteen here, eleven through fifteen. And then you have another powerhouse, which uh, Coach mentioned had a tough lot, a close loss to them was Prosper. Like I say, what can you say about Prosper these last few years? You know, can can they finally? You know, like I said, they've been in you know some lists like the top threes and the top fives. You know, is this the year they kind of punch their ticket and get to Georgetown? You know, they've like I said, they're always always have some consistent play, but when it gets to the playoffs, you know, can they? take that next step. So, you know, keep an eye on them. They're going to be a dangerous team. Uh, another team that's coming out and over at, you know, region one, um, I know Stephenville gets pretty much the noise there, but I, I think this could be Salado's year. They're at 19 and 0 and they may be the one that, that knocks off, you know, like I said, Stephenville in region one and gets to, gets to Georgetown and maybe even face the Salina in a, in a final. Mm-hmm. You know, or in the semifinal. So we'll see. Uh, 13, I have Bernie. Um, they recently had a loss against Davenport, a close one. Uh, but I think they'll bounce back. And I, I know when they play again, uh, that's going to be a barn burner of the game. Like I said, they're probably in the toughest district for 4A girls soccer. And then uh, A&M Consolidated. That's a team that's been been very quiet and under the radar and, re- right. you know, um, in, in 5A. To go undefeated, they're in, they're in a tough district. You got Ryan Rutter, a couple of other teams there too as well. They they may make some noise this year. They may surprise some people, and I won't I won't pass if they get to like a sort of regional semifinal or a regional final. And then another team that's under the radar. I know, like I said, like your Southlake Carols, your Wileys, and your Prospers, and your Hebrons get you know talked about. But Duncanville, you know, at fourteen and zero, you know they could they make it throw a little monkey wrench in the playoffs and they've been consistent and we'll, we'll see how they do in, in the playoffs in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had to look, you know, I saw the, I had to look that up and double check that. I was like, man, Salado's 19 and 0. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, sure enough. 
Um, but yeah, Prosper, you know, Prosper's Prosper. I think they're definitely going to be in the mix along with some of these other programs that we've talked about. And their part is, again, the region that they're in, who they contend with in their district is they're going to be battle tested. Uh, Bernie, Bernie sitting there, <laughs> sitting there at number 13. I think uh, you, Davenport might have a, uh, a question or a bone to pick with you on that, right? See, <laughs> seeing them, seeing Bernie sitting there at 13, uh, at number 13, at 13, one and one. But we see our two, our first uh, set of four A's that joined the mix here in both Salado and Bernie. And then I agree with you on the A&M consolidated there at 14. Very, very quiet, right? Very sneaky, right? So how much longer will they uh, kind of be a secret? Uh, not too much longer, we would think, but uh, kudos to them. And then, of course, Duncanville there, who's uh, they've kind of been they've really been putting together some consistency there in terms of their program as well. Uh, some great athletes, well coached and really solidifying a, a strong soccer culture. Right. So. All right. Now let's go ahead. Let's take a look at our next five in coach. So next five in, not really in any order, but like I said, we have Leander at 14-1-2. and two. I think they're going to be one of those teams that will contend for Region 4-5A. I know teams like Swinson Valley, um, you know, Piper, um, even Bernie Champion, Canyon, even Alamo Heights are getting looked at. Uh, but keep keep, it, keep an eye on them. They may be ones that you'll see in like I said, in, in Corpus at the regional at the regional tournament. Another team, like I said, Georgetown, you know, great run last year. Uh, they played a tough non-district schedule, but that's going to help them. And I, I still think they're, they can make another run again. And maybe this is the year that they finally get to lift the trophy in their, in their backyard. Um, Ridgepoint, that's another program that's been making noise the last few years. They're just going on their business, even though they have a loss. Uh, you know they're the ones that that could could me coming out of region three and then i have salina i know they had that tough loss you know um with that with panther creek even though they went it went to uh, it was a zero zero and went, they went to pks i'm sure they're gunning for them uh on tuesday i think they i think they get a win over there and you know they took care of business they took care of anna as well so i, I think they're, they fixed whatever little defensive issues and offense issues i think they're ready they're about to click at the right time and then Another team that's been on the radar that's uh, it's a big surprise this year because normally their sister school, McAllen High, gets yeah. gets the uh, you know kind of the accolades on there. But McAllen Memorial is, is having a great a great season, and um, you know Region Region Four Five Eight kind of better take note on them and not take them lightly in the, in the playoffs. And you know it's going to be fun when they match. They see if they match up to maybe one of the teams in from the Twenty Six Five Eight. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, Leander, just a very strong program. We'll definitely be in the hunt there, right, once once we enter the second season. Georgetown as well, Coach Venegas putting together a great, another great follow-up, because that was the question with them, right, is what would he, with what he had, with what he graduated, is what would he have, what would they look like this year? And they've they've proven to be very strong and have played a very strong schedule uh, Ridgepoint, of, of course, last year in the state tournament, still still hanging around there. A couple of draws there that haven't obviously not favorable, not or not ideal, I should say, for them. But uh, um, then we got Salina, man, Salina there. It's a good thing we had Coach Adams on before we had this, man. He would have <laughs> <laughs> he would have been fired up, right, seeing this and then coming on with us. Um, so, yeah, um, 
think a mixed bag really with Salina. Don't mm -hmm. put too much emphasis on those four. Yeah. It, it's who they've played and it's how they've played. So yeah, they, in my opinion, they should definitely be up higher on the board on this, but uh, I get it. It's tough, right? It's a lot of great competition here. And then they're sitting there at number five of our next five in McCallum Memorial. I think I may very well, very soon dub this program here on the girls' side as the my, uh, my El Cucuy uh, squad right here because they have the potential. They're starting to show some things that they could really throw a serious monkey wrench um, in Region 4. Um, but more to come. But, yeah, they're having a, what looks like a very special season. Uh, and you're right. I mean, traditionally it's been the sister school, right, in, in Mackay, uh, but uh, – Memorial's kind of taking the taking some of the press, right? Some of the publicity. So, all right, and that's going to do it for the girls, and we move on to the boys here, Coach. Let's uh, let's start off with our first five. Yeah, the boys. One one thing about the boys, like I said, it's there's there's not a lot of consistency except for maybe a couple teams, and you know, when you get to district play, you you get to, you do get some teams that get knocked off or they get ties that they shouldn't get ties with and so forth. And then and I'm sure you're going to start to see, and then, but then also you're seeing some teams that are starting to kind of rise to the occasion and, and, you know, kind of now kind of get into the spotlight, but, you know, for the first five, not, uh, we do have a new number one, which I actually had the pleasure of seeing them a few weeks ago. Uh, Flugerville Conley's everything that you, uh, like I said, I have them as number one now. Um, great team. I mean, the, I was very impressed. You know, I've seen quite a few teams play, especially in the San Antonio area, but this team is something special. I think if if this is the year to, for them to win it, 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 it's their time now. And top to bottom, you know, they're, I was impressed as far as how they attack, uh, as far as how back their back four plays. Um, very deadly onset pieces. And mm -hmm. and then one of the games I went to when they played against Fury Real High, the three goals they scored were on beautiful set pieces. So, it, you know, that's one thing you don't want to give up around the 18 or even within 35 yards because they will put those away. Uh, another team that's coming up is Austin Bowie. And I remember last year they had a great season. They just got, they got knocked off in the first round. I wonder if they have that as a little chip on the shoulder. And like I said, normally – Westlake and, Tra and Lake Travis, and then, like I said, you had Dripping Springs made it to the final last year, kind of get, you know, get the attention, but can Bowie, you know, bounce back from last year and, you know, and make that run that, that they should have, and like I said, I have them at number two, and then number three, I know they dropped, um, uh, it's Katie Salmon, like uh, they had a, a tie with Katie High, which I think that game they should have won, um, but like I said, I still have them in the top three, uh, still the favorite for 6A, like I said, until someone until they get a blemish on their record, as far as a loss, like I said, they're still going to be the favorite for six A. Uh, number four, another team that's kind of just working hard, and I, I think they're on a mission. Especially with what happened last year, is Bernie. They're at ten and zero. They had a big win against Davenport. Uh, they got another game, coming, tough one coming up. But as far as Region Four, Five A, excuse me, for Region Four, Four A, they're they're probably like I said, Bernie's going to on the mission to win that region again. And then number five, I had Bronzo Rivetta, last year a regional finalist, still consistent, so I haven't lost a game in, in that tough 32-6A. Um, I think they should pretty much lock up that district title in the in a couple of weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Well, this one, unlike the girls were largely, I know you can make an argument mm-hmm. and I largely agreed with you, man. This first five right out of the gate, I was like, oh my God, what is Rafa doing here? But uh, no, don't have no argument in terms of the validity of uh, of Connolly, right? Of Lugerville Connolly. Uh, I think this is truly the, right now, the head and shoulders class of 5A, right? Um, <clears throat> but I don't know, Austin, Bo- I mean, Katie, please, I just, Rafa, I just hope Rafa doesn't make a stop anytime soon, a pit stop in the uh, city of Katie. Yeah, nobody's going to buy him a drink there, right? Uh, um, yeah, I think, uh, here I hear you in terms of Austin, but we know disrespect to them, but I think right now, Katie Seven, like, yeah, they did get a draw, but also, you know, they bounced back. Yeah, yeah. they bounced back. But that game to, against Katie, they, sh- they should have won that game. And that's, and that's the right. expectation. You're a state champion. Mm-hmm. That's the expectations I have for you. You know, and and and, and that game they, should, they really should have right. not had so the question is, is, who, did Bowie, who did Bowie tie? Who did Bowie get the draw? That was uh, in the uh, pre district game, I believe. Pre district game. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and so. I can say wait, what weighs a little bit more is those district games. You know, right. and and, yeah, no and like I said, uh, like I said, Conley. You know, I could have had Conley at you know maybe number at number two had Katie not lost. I mean, not lost. I mean, tie because Conley did get a tie in district play against Georgetown, but they came back this week and beat Georgetown. Mm-hmm. You know, so they avenged that. You know that little one blemish. Yeah. In the and, and so that's how I kind of kind of take that into consideration now. Right. Maybe in a couple of weeks, you know, maybe if Katie Seven Lakes, you know, demolishes Katie. Who knows to say they don't get back up to the top spot? So yeah, these are okay. high, you know, high expectations for these teams. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, I'm definitely not making the argument in terms mm-hmm. of the the validity of that. I think I think the difference right now, and it's not taking anything away from from Bowie, yeah. right, from Austin Bowie, because we know they play in a tough district as well. What we also know, right, is you know, heavy is the crown, right? Heavy is the head that wears the crown with KD Seven Lakes as the defending state champion and we just know in that district is is no joke as well but we also know that they're gonna get everyone's absolute best fight on every night as the defending state champion um but yeah did they bounce right back from that draw absolutely so yeah i think i think this is a little bit more of and connelly connelly's the other one where do you recall i'm trying to remember i know it was definitely pre-district who was their draw against? I was trying to remember that one um, without looking it up here right now. Um, but the Conley, the Conley draw. No, that was actually against Georgetown. Was it? It was Georgetown, right? It yeah. was Georgetown, and that was the first district game, and I was a little disappointed about that. Yeah. But they came back this past week, this Friday, mm-hmm. and they knocked them off. So, so they avenged right. that that one that little blemish there. Okay, good deal. And for, I thought it was pre-district, to be honest with you, but mm-hmm. okay. Okay, makes sense. Um, and then, of course, uh, Coach Strong, right? Good friend of the show there, and has Bernie plugging away. I think they have reestablished themselves, right? Um, our first 4A group here that we see at number four, and then Brownsville Rivera. Um, just, I mean, just a power, an absolute, you know, the pedigree, the power, looked, looked to have one of their strongest programs that they've had in probably, we'd say maybe, what, four to five years, potentially this year. Definitely going to be a player in Region 4. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at 6 through 10, Coach. So, 6, I have um, Leander Glenn. Now, th- keep an eye on this team. This team has kind of came out of nowhere. Um, 
I know last year Leander Rouse was the team, you know, out of region four, five A. I think Leander Rouse is now in that role, and they've been handling some teams too. So um, they could be your dark horse for the, you know the region four five A title. Uh, number seven, I have Austin Vandergriff, um, another great team from the like I said from that area. Uh, they're in that district twenty five five six A, also another tough district. Um, I know usually 26 kind of gets the, you know, more of the attention, but Vendergrit's yeah. another program that's been con very consistent the last few years. And then we have another 4A, Kilgore. Kilgore, you know, I know Palestine gets, the, you know, with attention, but if you look at Kilgore, what they've done, they're having an excellent season. Could this be the year that they knock them off and, you know, and get to Georgetown? And then number nine, I had uh, have Mesquite, a uh, little couple setbacks as far as ties. But still, still a very dangerous team, and like I said, they're in that district with Rockwell Heath. Uh, like I said, they're, I'm sure they're still in title contention. And then number ten, and actually it should be uh, uh, Brownsville Lopez. Lopez, number, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you saw that. Yeah, it's supposed to be Lopez. So, no, yeah. so another strike for for Lopez, but yeah, Brownsville Lopez is also kind of, you know, that 32 5A is one. You know, Porter gets the intention, and really lately also. Uh, Donald North is getting the attention and Brownsville Veterans Memorial. But, you know, Brownsville Lopez, you know, they've got a couple state titles and they've, they're pulling out a great season and uh, keep an eye on them. Like I said, you've got some contenders there that can come out and end up going to Georgetown from Region 4 for 5A. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that is a typo at number 10. No, it's not. <laughs> Brownsville Rivera is, they're not so good that they're in this twice. Okay. So <laughs> they are, it's supposed to be Lopez at 10. So that's Emi on that one there. So my mistake, uh, typo on my part, though. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, Leander Glenn, I saw this too. They were kind of, kind of like, uh, who was it? Salado on the girl side, 19 and 0. Mm -hmm. I looked, I was like, man, 18 and 0. Um, so, but as you know, right, some of the research has to go in beyond the numbers, right, beyond the record and beyond the wins and losses, but who have they played? How have they played, right? How are they winning in the, maybe in the matches that some of these programs have lost? How have they fared, right? Um, and then, of course, there's the mixed, the mixed, the, uh, some of the tangibles or intangibles, if you will, where you don't always know the, the injury bug, sometimes the eligibility piece. And then, of course, the, the just the nature of having club players is you don't you don't always know who is missing for any number of reasons. Right. So. So, yeah, uh, good group here. Uh, you know, we talk about Vandegrift. Uh, Vandegrift has kind of been I'm not going to call him under the radar sitting there at seven, but uh, I don't know. You would think just getting a little bit more talk coming out of their district. Uh, but, yeah, I would definitely agree with you there. Uh, we got another foray in here in Kilgore and then Mesquite coming along as well. And then we talked about Lopez at 10. So, all right, let's look at 11 through 15, coach, our last five here. So 11, I have Frisco Centennial, like I mentioned, you know, usually Lone Star, Wakeland, or Radio get the attention. But this year it's been Centennial. And I know they had a little couple setbacks as far as a couple ties, but still they're top of their district. Uh, another program that's got a good soccer history has been Dallas Jesuit. They're 10, 2, and 2. They're, they're a very dangerous team there for 6A. And, and that's one matchup a lot of teams maybe don't want to face, you know, in, in the playoffs. And then another one, just, you got Flower Mound. Flower Mound's at 10, 2, and 1. Like I said, in that brutal district with Hebron, Capel, uh, Marcus. Uh, it's always a dogfight for that, you know, in that play. And then the surprise out of West Texas was the Panhandle areas, Lubbock Monterey. 
Mm -hmm. quietly at 14-0-1. They've got some big wins. They knocked off Abilene. They've knocked up Love Coronado. Um, could they make some noise this year, you know, in the playoffs? I know, you know, interesting uh, matchup. Probably, you know, they could see maybe one of those El Paso teams and maybe like a Bel Air or Del Valle in round two, you know, either round two. You know, that'd yeah. be interesting to see that game. Uh, keep an eye on them. And then you got Palestine. Palestine is Palestine. Even though they, had a, they have a district loss, uh, a little hurt for one against Madisonville, uh, but still they're still, like I said, one of the favorites there in their in their region. Yeah, an interesting an interesting group here in eleven through fifteen. Uh, Frisco Centennial again, and and I know they were on your previous one as well, right? Mm -hmm. or your previous RPI as well. So they've they've shown a little bit of staying power in here. Jesuit, of course, which is a six A, not a five A. Uh, flower mound as well trucking along and yeah uh definitely a, a good surprise here right what we see in lubbock monterey and then palestine uh two losses right which is kind of not normal uncommon kind of uncommon for them at this stage uh, in the season but they've also been putting themselves out there challenging themselves as well so um all right so that'll do it for our top 15. And then now let's go ahead, coach. Let's look at our, ne our next, our projected next five in. So next five in is like I said, you have another flower mound team. This time Marcus, like I said, Marcus having a good season as always. Um, then you have Brownsville Porter, which is a game behind. They're already game behind Lopez in that 32-5A uh, district. Um, like I said, it's going to be interesting when they play again in this next couple of weeks. Uh, Allen, Allen, like I said, they've been in in the RPIs, whether in the top 15 or into the next five in, uh, staying consistent. Um, another one is College Park. I know the Woodlands gets a lot of the attention, but this year has been the it's called the College Park show. So uh, keep an eye on them. And then out of kind of out of the blue, a lot of on the radar is the Side Falls team. You know they're undefeated right now at 12-0 and two and. That that's that's a team that could end up making some noise in six A, maybe challenge there in region two. I know I know Langer Creep gets kind of, you know, some you know, um Bridgeland and all them get the, kind of the accolades there, but uh so far so far good for them having a great season in twenty twenty four. Yeah, so great group here. And this has kind of been a consistent group here that we've said that have kind of shuffled their way in or shuffled their way out into the next five in here, right? Uh, Porter, Marcus, Allen. Allen has been consistent. I know College Park, you've you've been very high on as well. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Cy Falls there, who that's an, another typo there. That's They're supposed to be 12-0-2. They're, uh, they're not so special that they don't get four categories, okay? So that's supposed to be 12-0-2. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, great, uh, great points. Any, any additional things you want to hit on coach before we transition? Yeah. I mean, there's, there are some other teams, you know, that kind of like within the mix and so forth. Like I said, the, the boys, there was a lot more changes in the girls because of, you know, everyone's kind of in the middle of the district game. So they're, you're playing the other team's best, you know, and, you know, like Steve said, yeah, Woodlands is one team that, you know, that's kind of challenging there to College Park, but College Park has had their, you know, was able to get them this season so far. But the, like I said, the rubber match is coming up soon. Um, the, you know, it's it's who's, you know, playing really consistent. It's now into the district play 
and you know and teams are not taking you know teams lightly and so forth and we've i've seen it locally too you know there's you know some teams in our on my our backyard that are not you know are are giving their best like this week i was in like i said i've been here in del rio and del rio like i said played united south and you know united south ended up winning that game in pks and they gave del rio the first district loss but then days later Alex, Laredo Alexander beat United South and PKs too. So each team's gonna get not gonna roll over. They're gonna give their best, and you'll ha you're gonna have your occasional upsets or your surprise tie surprise ties in these district games. More so in the boys, not so much as, as far as with the girls. Yeah, and you know one of the things, something that I wanted to hit on here that I wanted to mention is uh, having seen them up close and personal, right? Very up close and personal recently. A team that I think a group that definitely needs strong argument that needs to be in here because they are a different cut, I think, um, is uh, out of the uh, greater San Antonio area here is Elmo Heights on the girls' mm -hmm. side. That program is they are very, very good, very strong. And Coach Sharp looks to have potentially what could be one of his better teams, deeper teams that he's had in a while, right? Um, so keep an eye on them. I think that needs to be a program challenging to be in here in the RPI. And of course, is I think going to do some serious out of 27, five, a, and full disclosure, obviously very familiar with them being in the district that, um, my, my squad competes in as well, having seen them very close and, uh, got to share that. But so, but I also share that to show kind of, or to indicate that, uh, the, the validity, the credibility, I think of that program. Uh, so yeah, another, another program to keep your eye on is, uh, the Elmo Heights lady mules. So anything to, anything to add to that coach on the Elmo Heights side? Cause I know you got the cover yeah. recently as well. Yeah. I had them close. They're like within that list of, you know, there was like a, the next 10 that would be on that list and, you know, they're just on the cusp of getting kind of breaking in who knows by the next one, they probably will break, break in and in the next five or in the top 15. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how you know, some of these district games come up. And then also even on the boys' side, you know, there's some, some really good teams coming up. Yeah, you mentioned the Brandeis boys is kind of hitting their stride. Uh, you have other teams, you know, out west. There's one in particular, and 4A boys is actually the San Angelo Lakeview Chiefs. Right. They've they've actually – they're having a great season. Um, haven't played as, you know, some of maybe the tougher teams yet, but the thing is they're actually winning their district games – they're doing well and we'll see what, you know, what they can do in the playoffs, you know, and, and like I said, who knows, you, you may see them coming soon. I think there was another one, Amarillo Caprock. I think they were undefeated too. They just beat a real good Amarillo team in district play for the boys. Yeah. Uh, so you got some, like I said, some teams are right there. They're, they're about to kind of, kind of sneak in into the net, you know, possibly the next five or in the top 15. Right. Right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on. It is time for our, uh, our weekly selections coach of our both our teams of the week as well as our game balls and we're going to go ahead we're going to start off with you coach go ahead take us uh, take us away here so my team of the my two teams of the week for the boys cuz i got to see this up and close and personally uh Fugerville Conley i mean what what, uh, what more can you say about them i mean i was i was just literally impressed you know, the, the years I've coached high school soccer and the years I've watched, you know, I've seen some really good, you know, one of the teams I kind of, you know, put up there, 
SSR. They get just as good as this team as, as one of the teams I saw years ago. It was like that. Bron- actually, it was Bronzer Rivera's 35 0 team, you know, talent wise. And th- this Conley yeah, team. 20, 2015 team? 2015? Yeah, 2015. This yeah. Conley team is probably just as just a, just as good as them. Maybe a little step, little. I think Rivera had a little bit more, but this team, uh, what can you say? Very smothering. Uh, uh, offense that, that you know they press you and they make make you do a lot of mistakes, but their back four has so much chemistry. They don't panic. They you know they're they're kind of they're smooth. You know they know how to play from the back. And that the what the dangerous thing about them is that this is their set pieces, whether it's corner kicks or you know free kicks, they're a very dangerous team. And like I said, it's it was a pleasure game to see them and you know talking even to some of the fans there. Like I said, this this is the, like I said, this is going to be one of the teams to really watch to see if they can get back to the final, and hopefully though they, they for sure want to lift that trophy up this year. And then another one is the the NM Consolidated Girls. Like I said, so far a great se- they've had a great season. They're doing you know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, could they be the ones that maybe challenges Georgetown because they're in the same region? You know, could be right. the could you know they they may be the one obstacle that prevents Georgetown a game back playing in their backyard. So, so those are my two teams of the week, and then my game balls. Um, and I, I gave it to Daniel uh, Saldivar from Crowley High School. I think he had, I think five goals <laughs> in the game this past weekend. Um, Man, so that's great it. Job. That's the best you can do, huh, Daniel? I see. So, <laughs> no, yeah. great job, great job, uh, Crowley. Then, right, great job, great job. And then Mel- Melina uh, Diego from El Paso, Andres, uh, she had a, so, some uh, multiple goal games as well, too. So she, she's turning it up there in the El Paso region, so keep an eye on her. So those are, those are my two game balls awards for, for the boys and the girls. Right. Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. And then for me, so I'm going to go ahead and highlight a couple here really quick. So teams of the week for me, my selections, uh, Huffman Hargrave coming off of a big win, for a in their district it was a battle for first place versus uh east chambers uh came off with a came out with a big win for them so congratulations to them and then in 26 uh, you might want to check me on this one coach 26 6 i believe uh beauty johnson and coach banning's got him uh i think he's got him believing they're playing extremely strong extremely well have been very consistent in that very tough district right uh like travis anderson Westlake, just to name a few, and they're in there sitting there, I uh, think a point, maybe two points behind uh, Lake Travis. And this is kind of been, it's an interesting district because they're, you're seeing some interesting, you know, some teams knocking off others, and then you're also getting some draws, some favorable draws. And uh, they just had a draw recently with a very strong, a very good, very well-coached Anderson squad as well. So uh, this is a team that I think I remember – you and I, Coach, we saw them, <clears throat> what was it, maybe about two years ago, right, versus Elmo Heights, this program. Mm-hmm. I think it was two years ago. And this was a program that looked very lost, right, uh, just kind of trying to figure things out. And now, you know, now they they had, they surged, finished strong last year, and they've, they've followed it up with a very consistent season so far this year. So, um, I think they're being well coached and they're playing extremely well. And uh, yeah, I think more to come. Just keep your eye on this Buta Johnson squad for the girls. Yeah, I think and they're then, in second place right now. Correct. Correct. That I do know. I, I'm just trying to remember how many 
I think they're like one or two points off uh, from. Um, yeah, they're Lake one point Travis. away from from Lake Travis, so that's gonna make and it interesting. And then Anderson, Anderson is right on their heels, though. That's mm -hmm. how tight this district is, though. Anderson's right on their heels as well. So, and then my game ball awards, uh, what would be my our all name, our all name roster here, right? Ryder Mosqueda, love that out of uh, New Braunfels, had uh, two goals, one assist, right in a big victory uh, over San Marcos uh, just this past week, and uh, that was that was really to try to get sole possession of third place, separate themselves from San Marcos. So he came up big for them. Uh, love that name, man. Ryder Mosqueda. Love that. And then uh, for the girls, uh, Mia Serrano from El Paso del Valle, who just uh, just hit the century mark, right? Just hit 100 career goals yesterday, actually, in a and also had five goals in that in a big win over uh, El Paso Isleta. So congr congratulations to Mia, Mia Serrano as well. Big kudos, uh, kudos to uh, to her, kudos to Ryder as well. And then our teams of the week. Um, and again, we mentioned this, that this is one of those where uh, we put these out. Every episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer through the state playoffs, we will have these. And uh, excuse me. So we will we will continue to have these. So be on the lookout for these. And if you want to send those these these nominations, we normally will ask for these. We'll ask for these typically about a day to a day and a half before we uh, we go uh, confirm the next episode. But still one of these things where if you have coaches, if you have some student athletes that are coming up big, playing out of their minds, defenders as well, our goalkeepers as well, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. Share share insight with us and because uh, we, we'd love to consider them for our teams of the week as well as our game ball, our game ball awards. Um so, and I did have one other, by the way, that I did want to mention kind of, uh, a little tribute here to our, <laughs> to our friend, Harry, who, who brought up a great point, a honorable mention game ball award, uh, kind of sort of a game ball award, I guess. So to, uh, Mila Stubbs of the, of Piper high school, their goalkeeper, who also a multi-sport athlete who just this past weekend finished third place in third place at the UIL wrestling state championship so congratulations to her quality goalkeeper as well i've seen her play in goal so congratulations to mila finishing third in the uil state playoffs uh as well so uh great job uh any anything to follow up on that coach uh, well sure when she didn't want to get tackled by her when she goes 1v1 in, in the box so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to go yeah i don't want to go against the, against her but yeah no that's pretty awesome any opportunity any chance we get to uh to highlight specifically right mm -hmm. multi-sport athletes absolutely love it we're definitely going to mention you here and of course our good friend steve uh who wasn't available to join us uh hasn't been available to join us yet this season but uh mentioning Jordan Matthews from San Antonio Taft who recently hit her 100 career goals. So great program, great player and uh, UTRGV very lucky to be getting her as well. So um, any other thoughts, coach? No, I know big game for her on Tuesday. They got, they got Brennan. Yeah. So that, that'd be, a, that's going to be a big one there. If so you're going to be there in San Antonio at, I think the North side grass field thing at, I believe at five, I'm not too sure. I that's thought I saw the early game. I thought I saw it was the early game. Yeah. The early game, yeah. So that's gonna be a great that's gonna be a great matchup. You know, that 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 has some district title implications right there. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's uh, coach, that's going to do it, man. That's going to do it for, uh, episode four of inside Texas high school soccer. Um, it's, uh, I know we had a, a little bit of technical difficulties getting started and then I know you had some mic issues, but a big, uh, big thank you to coach Alexander Adams of, uh, Salina, the Salina lady Bobcats joining us here to discuss his district as well as region two. Um, our next episode will be, we're trying to see if we can turn this around and have the next episode out sooner and maybe, maybe the next two weeks or so, uh, episode five of inside Texas high school soccer, where we will highlight, uh, our region three overview. We'll come out to you with the latest state RPI rankings. Uh, and who knows, we might put out a, uh, an updated, uh, RPI, ra RPI rankings sooner just on social media as well before we typically like to roll them out on our shows here. But uh, if Rafa, <clears throat> excuse me, if Rafa's feeling like he's got them locked in, we'll we'll release them earlier as well. And uh, I just I just don't I wouldn't advise Coach stopping and Katie anytime soon, right? And maybe not until you release the next RPI, right? The next RPI. But uh, but who knows? Maybe Austin they might Austin, they might Austin Bowie they might take care of you and purchase you buy you a drink there maybe so or Pflugerville maybe so. Uh, no, thank you. you. <laughs> we appreciate uh, you know all the hard work and the legit research that I know that goes into that. Uh, we talk about it a little, little bit as well, but Rafa like divvies up a lot of. If I could only show you the spreadsheet he's got going on with this, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then, you know, of course, thank you, uh, Steve, for being able to join us on here for a little bit with a couple of at least a couple of comments. And then our good friend, Harry, uh, who uh, we always appreciate uh, everything he does. Make sure you check them out on the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable uh, when you get another show coming up this week. Right, Coach? Yeah, Thursday, I'll be on. I'll be live from uh, from Ron Rock, actually. So I'll be driving up from Waco to Ron Rock and actually will be in Berlin, the new uh rpis for the san antonio area so uh, I, I think there's gonna be a maybe a new number one for the girls and um i guess there's some big matchups coming up th this tuesday so that's well not so i'm just waiting to see how that goes and then and send those out and then that's the same thing with the boys too so and i basically i use the kind of the same formula like what i do with the state rank you know san antonio ones i use kind of the same pound for pound you know i don't divide them up in four different sections or whatever and you know, it's all, all the teams in, uh, that play in the San Antonio, like are in San Antonio area districts, yeah. like from 26 to 29, maybe, you know, those are the teams I, I include in that. I don't include no Austin teams or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I do have like a little radius on what, what I do mm -hmm. on that one. Good deal. Good deal. And uh, again, uh, yeah, make sure you check them out. San Antonio Soccer Roundtable mm -hmm. Thursday, you said, right? Thursday? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, should Thursday. be about 745. Okay. Awesome. And uh, again, be on the lookout. Our next, we will be mentioning hopefully soon our next episode, uh, next episode of the 50, 50 podcast in the middle of trying to uh, working with some college coaches, some pretty, pretty great college coaches, some great names of great programs that were just, it's a scheduling thing right there. They're prepping, they're prepping for their spring seasons. I'm in the middle of being in season as well. And then we got, uh, we got all our all our team right. That's kind of all over the place. I know Steve. Steve attended four. Uh, what was it? Four games on Friday, right? Covered four games. So big kudos to him as well. And love what our our team is entrenched in something. Either whether it's coaching, covering games, interviewing somebody, 
on on another podcast as well, but heavily, you know, heavily entrenched in the game and uh, supporting, you know, supporting you all, trying to support our communities, our coaches, our student athletes as well. Uh, so grateful for all of you. Uh, Coach, final thoughts, stoppage time. What do you got? Well, I want to say thank you to KWMC AM 1490 here in Del Rio for having me uh, commentate the um, live commentary with Memo um, for the uh, Del Rio versus Loretta United South boys game. So, and then we we talked about, you know, about the 50-50 podcast and I say soccer round table just to kind of, because they do watch. So appreciate the support and all that for having me on there today. Yeah. And then also, um, like I said, looking forward to this upcoming uh, week. There's some interesting games. I know hopefully I'll be out there on one on Saturday. Where I'll be, I'll kind of keep that on under wraps. But I think that this one's going to be a doozy, and hopefully I'll be able to, to commentate on that game. Good deal. And that, that was what again? KWMC? Is that what that was? Yeah, AM 1490 here in Dorio. So. There you go. There you go. Gotcha. Awesome. Great deal. And uh, good. Deal. How did uh, how did that go, by the way? Oh, that was a fun game. I think uh, I think I saw the uh, if Lethal's watching. I think I sent him the copy of the probably the goal of the month <laughs> for, for March. And I sent him a little clip and he was just in shock about how this was scored. So was this the bicycle little, kick that you sent? Yeah, that's a bicycle kick one. Yeah, yeah that was probably one of the beautiful, most beautiful goals I've seen. In a while, because I was mentioning to him about, because he uh, memo had asked me, like, you know, what kind of goals I when I coach there, like, what's the probably the most incredible goals? He's like, well, that's one of them there, but you know, that's probably in the top top five. And like I said, probably my number one was on my first year coaching there. Uh, one of my players, Luis Arias, he scored a, a free kick from about sixty yards out in the goalie against Clark, and nice. keeper didn't even move. So. Um, so, so brought some memories there with coaching there and so forth. So it was fun, but it was fun to having them there. So I want to thank them again for yeah. having on there. Good luck to the season two. Right, right. Absolutely. Awesome. And for me, um, I was going to say my final thoughts here is really just wanted to share the, uh, you know, we, m- many districts, not all districts, but many districts um, are already in there or started this past week, their second round of their district um, district play. So continue to stay the course. But the big thing that I wanted to hit on is stay, um, stay eligible, hit the books, make sure you're taking care of business acad- uh, academically in the classroom. Um, Cause again, the greatest uh, ability is availability. And <clears throat> excuse me, if you can't even set foot on the field because you can't stay academically eligible and you're not getting it done in the classroom, you're unfortunately not only are you not going to be good, no any use to your teammates or your coaches, but ultimately that is the driving force in terms of if you want to play at the next level or just in life, right? Academics. So make sure that we're getting that that we're getting that taken care of. And uh, so I want to wish everybody the best there as we start the the second round of district play across the state of Texas. Uh, hit the books. Make sure you're taking care of business in the classroom again. And then also a few weeks away from a you know eligibility check as well. That's the other reason why I mentioned that. But also a few weeks away from from spring break. So making sure that we're staying safe, right? That we have a plan, and of course that staying focused. You worked this hard. Many of you have worked so hard. Um, don't kind of let it go when there's another break um, from school. Don't kind of let it go to waste. To make sure we remain committed, self disciplined as well. So. Uh, that's a great way to honor your programs, honor your team, your teammates, honor your coaches as well. So 
Um, but yeah, that's going to do it, Coach. Thank you again. So for Coach Rafa, Mr. Ab Pomposacaritis, I am Coach Hector Cano, and really appreciate everything, uh, everything you do in support of us, in support of the podcast. And we always mention you're the reason why we do it. You are the reason why we'll continue to do it. And until the next time, you know what to do. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.